listening to Colin Bradley Artcast with Colin Bradley and Stephen Bradley. Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Hi Dad, how are you doing? I'm okay, in I think in better voice today. I was a bit croaky last week when I listened to it back, but I'm a little bit better today. Excellent, <laughs> excellent. Very good, very good. How's, um, how's your week been? Um, well, it's been a very busy week, as you know. We've got uh, the builders in and uh, having a, a new bathroom put in. So that has taken its toll on both your mum and me as you can imagine but uh, they're brilliant you know um, the, the workmen's are brilliant and uh, it's making a fantastic job of it on the tail end um a few a few more days and it'll all be complete so that that would be out of the way but but you know we've suffered i have to be careful because i can't record when there's bang 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 and going on yeah <laughs> and, uh, absolutely you know so i have to record either it, early in the morning or late at night but i'm still doing it i'm not stopping <laughs> nothing will stop me <laughs> no it wouldn't it wouldn't oh, good but I'm, I'm advancing now i've done another picture i think that to you didn't i did i send that to you mm, it, it, well it, i tell you what it, it was the harlequin it was the um yes that, that, that and that that was a stunner so another one for the bag of um, that's the fourth one so i've got two more to do and i've set up the next one and Brilliant. in between bangs i shall proceed with that so i'm very <laughs> pleased very pleased with the way it's going excellent well we just um put up the um god which one did i put up i think you put up well on the member site you put the tree the big tree on oh that's it yeah i put the cat up and i put the the tree and cottage up yeah that's right, um, and then and then Facebook, you put the um, tropical. tropical scene. Yeah, mm. that's it. all going well. All yeah, having good reaction. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the uh, the cat's a, a good one. We did a string of projects that we're going to be putting out. Um, the cat is an example that uses the twenty four set of um, your Colin Bradley special selection of pencils twenty four mm. set. Yeah. Um, but the cat actually is, um, I think it only uses like eight, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, so it's a real nice straightforward picture, mm. uh, the cat. Um, so, yeah, because I don't think we've filmed a long, well, we've done a Persian cat. I'm trying to think, because that long-haired cat is similar to a pack that you've done, isn't it? Like yes, that's that right. A long it, time ago, it, it is. Yes, that's right. It was. Um, um, it, no, some lovely, lovely pictures. That that that's the black and white cat you're talking about, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, that that was a lovely picture. That one, and it was it was simplistic, but funny enough, when you get a picture that's simplistic, you have to work harder as an artist, particularly, to bring out the best. You haven't got the advantage of lots and lots of colours where you can uh, manipulate the colours and make them speak. Yeah. You've got to, with a few colours, you've got to make them speak. But because you work that little bit harder, something happens. I don't know what it is, but it it, it comes out really well. Mm-hmm. I was very pleased with that. Those eyes um, really stand out in the background. She's in the blue background mm-hmm. with the blue eyes. It's just very, 
pleasing to look at? I think, again, you see, it's the same for the same reason, because you've got a few colours. You've got to make all those colours and tones pay. And, of course, the eyes there was the main focus. Uh, I put a lot of work into that. Well, you notice more the pinks and the like, the pink and the blue, like the pink of the nose and the pink in the ear. You notice it more because mm. it's obviously a black and white cat. That's right. That's right. Um, but it's it, it's lovely, and I'm sure people will love to do it, especially on a small, limited amount of uh, pencils. Uh, you know, they don't have to keep worrying. Oh, what's he using now? Because you know you haven't got a lot to choose from. Yeah. Yeah. So that one's gone up, and then the the tree and the cottages one, and that's one that if people watch the first part, they'll see that you actually did a picture, that picture, a long time ago. I did, and it was never, ever released as a picture. I did it purely as an experimental one. I I can't even remember how long ago now it was. That would be perhaps 15 years ago. I'm I'm only guessing, and it is a guess. But I, I was pleased with it, but it wasn't my thing at the time. I thought, well, you know, uh, the pencils, the pastel pencils was the main consideration then. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't think about um, – I, I, it was just to show people in the gallery, you know, this is this is what can be done with the, the soft pastel or the stick pastels, rather. Yeah. Uh, so that's why – but when – but I still had it. I still got the picture. And uh, – I thought when I was looking at, we were looking at the pictures and I thought, looked at that one and thought, right, well, I can adapt that to the 24 range quite easily. And uh, it came off very well. Very different. Yeah, it is a different style, isn't it? It's different. Mm. Uh, well, you were talking about colour in previous podcasts, about how much colour you get. And for for that for you to be doing that 15 years ago, you know, now it, it's not a stretch can compared to the impressionistic works that you've done that are more colourful. But back then, right. back then, it would have been something quite removed from your realistic work. Oh, yes, without doubt. I don't think it would have been accepted at that time, Steve, as well. This is why it wasn't never really um, that popular as a picture, you know, hanging. People looked at it and thought, oh, yes, you know. I mean, it was while I had my classes on as well. People come in. My class members came yeah. in on the one-to-one, and uh, but they didn't really take any interest in it. But they wouldn't do because they were concentrating on the uh, more realistic approach of their own work. Did you have anyone in your classes that did a bit more impressionism work? No, I wouldn't say. Not well, not deliberately, anyway. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> some of the work looks like that, but it wasn't deliberate. Because that's what you've got to do when you're going when you're doing an impressionistic kind of work. It has to be a deliberate um, intention to produce that effect. But to do it, you've got to be good at drawing and um, your uh, composition and your color uh, coordinations and all the things that go to make up. Um, you know, the an artist. You've got to be good at that before you can say, now I'm ready to tackle Impressionism. Hmm. You can't come across it accidentally, I don't think. It doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, that moves us nicely into Laura's email that she sent over and we were going to talk about it because that's all about um, intention and your artistic impression. So mm. I'm going to read Laura's email out and then we can we can talk about it. So right. Laura sent this email saying, Hi, Colin and Steve. Um, attached is my final version of the Victorian Girls. I took your advice and I think it made a difference. I did not get it perfect to yours, but I think the changes uh, that I was able to make helped it look better. Working on impressionistic pictures you have been doing lately definitely gave me the confidence to tackle that background with less hesitation. In lieu of this and in listening to one of your older podcasts regarding finding your own style and artistic impression, it made me start to think. I know you say we each have our own style, but I wonder if that and artistic impression are not just being able to copy something perfectly when attempted to do so. I would think that artistic impression would be something that you consciously make the decision to do beforehand. Since I definitely try to copy pictures exactly as yours um, because they are fantastic, I noticed that especially in portraits, my faces, while they look acceptable, do not look exactly like yours. This is especially evident in the girls' faces I've done in this picture. When this happens, is this my style or is it just my inexperience being able to copy pictures to the T? I can clearly see that it doesn't look the same, so I am under no illusion that it does. I feel mine looks more like it would be the sisters of the girls in the portrait I've tried to create. I look back at some of the others in the forum gallery who have also done this tutorial, and each one of those also looks different from each other and yours, yet still attractive in the way they did theirs. Maybe this is why portraits are such a difficult thing to do, since you can't take as much liberty as you could with, say, a cat, for instance. I'm just These are just some thoughts, and I'm curious of your opinion on why this often happens. So mm. let's uh, tackle the first bit of this, because I, I think this is really interesting, what Laura's saying. Um, artistic impression being something that you consciously make the decision to do beforehand. Um, well, this is, this, is, this is really difficult to put into words, because it's part of one's makeup. When you learn to draw, and this is, goes back to what I was talking about uh, earlier, when you learn to draw and you learn to paint, you, you, you need to get confidence into your work. And gradually, it comes by doing more and more work, being more prolific, in other words. And in that process, you do then find your own style. But if you Conscious decisions are difficult to do because you're preempting something that you think you're going to do. And that's not always a good idea because you take the intuitive side away from that. So the intuitive side, it comes naturally. That's something that will happen. So I don't think you would necessarily make a conscious um, approach to that. You would say, I want to do it this way. It's something that... Uh, I would always recommend people to get as much technique as they can under their belts before they start thinking about doing, you know, their own thing and an impressionist picture. I don't necessarily agree with some of the things that Laura said, not because she said them wrong. It's just a different interpretation I would have on it. You see Sorry. what I'm, am I making sense to you? It's difficult yeah. to explain it. So I'm going a roundabout way of trying to do it. What it amounts to is when you work and on a picture, 
especially if you're copying it. See, the, the, there is an argument to say, why should you copy? You know, why can't you just do your own thing? Just say, oh, I'm going to do this picture. The difficulty there is, unless you do copy, you don't pick up the techniques holding the pencil, the pressures of the uh, the colour and and the interpretation that um, you see the artists who you're copying from putting into the work. Mm. Once that's there, once once you under, start to understand that, then you can start thinking about putting your own artistic impression in that work. I always say, and I and I've said it many times before on video and in podcasts, where you really want to build your own confidence up in doing a particular picture. You, you build that confidence by copying somebody else's work or their, all their, take all their ideas. Once that's come together, gradually you start finding your own style. We've seen this quite a few times. Um, we've seen people who are members and people who have worked on our pictures and then started to change their style slightly. And this is where it, it's kind of a natural thing to do. Right. So I feel that a conscious decision to do it is perhaps the wrong way of looking at it. There are certain things that you will we, we all decide when you're doing a picture. Um, like if you were doing your own picture, for example, not copying, that you would have the experience after copying for a while that you would look into a picture and you go, I think I'm going to do something like that. And I'm going to do something like that, like artistic license almost, isn't it? When you're looking at mm. doing a picture. Um, but I know what you're saying. When you're um, doing doing a picture... And you suddenly think, oh, I think I'm going to pick up that colour or I think I'm going to do that. That's the intuitive um, mm. artistic style. Yes, and I think I think it comes from time. I mean, Laura's been with us now a couple of years. I think it's years, over a year, just over a year now. I think it was summer last well, year. Well, that's a very short time, really, even though Laura's done an awful lot of work and we've seen a lot of work and and good work too which is she's picking up the the ideas and picking up the techniques and listening to what i've said and the feedback we've given her but it's still early days and at this stage i would still think if it, if i was in laura's shoes i would still think of not trying too hard to be perfect it comes gradually and i i would almost say it would take two or three years even more than that of copying people's work doing your own thing and finding your own finding your feet really yeah before you can start to find and see your own um style it's, it's coming out it's interesting because like the end half of Laura's email there, um, she's under no illusion that the, the pictures don't look the same. But when you do look at the other versions of that picture, they all do have something different to them. Mm. Um, and do you think that is that is an element of 
a subconscious, you know, someone just subconsciously having mm. their own spin on it, you know, because everyone's trying to copy you exactly, you know. Well, that's what they, this is what you've got to do. I remember years ago, can I just break off for a moment? Because it's something that's always stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Um, Cliff Richard, who's a UK and probably world-renowned uh, singer now, when he first started, he copied Elvis Presley. Yeah. His style, his vocal range, everything. He copied that. And then within a very short time, he then found his own thing. And he admitted that that's what he did to start with. And a lot of singers and a lot of artists, um, even musicians, copy people to start with just to get on track, if you know, in the groove or whatever. They've got to get that that sort of confidence in being able to say, this is, I've learned from others what I want to do. Now, I can now, with confidence, start expanding that uh, out. Now, that is a, a really good example of someone who's very well known and definitely created his own style quite quickly after copying people and a lot of people do the same that's the same with artwork by yeah. copying and doing copying the pictures and all all the techniques and everything this is what we're doing we're trying to give people the ammunition if you like to say eventually i'm going to break free yeah. of colin bradley art and when i break free i'm on my own because that's what you are you're totally on your own and it's a scaring thing to be if you do it too early. Yeah. So you know when you're ready. We have a very, very good example. I hope we're going to talk about it sometime. Christine Moore. Now, Christine, um, I, oh, it was a long, long, long time ago when Christine came to me. Now, she was religiously trying to find out and see within my work what she needed to do and it's taken her quite a long time and she's now completely broken free of me if you like and she's now doing her own thing and doing it brilliantly but she's a very good example of somebody who who religiously stays on track until they're ready to blossom Mm. and she's now blossomed and but it does take time for that to happen and it's something you shouldn't worry about I didn't worry about it when I first started. I, I um, didn't have anybody to copy in the pastel pencil. I just had to do my own thing. But it took me a long, long time, yeah, uh, years really. And it's only in the last probably ten years, in my opinion, that I've excelled and I've now broken free of the my religiously sticking to the realistic approach, if you like. Yeah. And uh, so, but it's taken me that length of time because I didn't have anybody to fall back on. Yeah. So I was on my own. Now, all of our members and all the people, Laura and Christine and everybody else, have got this crutch that we've given them. We've said, this is, we will nurse you along until such times as you've broken free. Another example was Claudia, who we know and love. Mm. She started with me, and she had a difficult time to start with, 
But she wanted, and she said to me, I really want to do my own thing, Colin, but I'm, I'm stuck in a groove here. But she took her time and gradually she exploded and she then blossomed out. And now um, she's doing brilliant work. So these are, this is another example. So I think I hope I'm answering the Laura's questions, really. I think everything you're talking about is really valid, really interesting. Mm. And mm. I think the it makes sense to me. I'm sure it makes sense to a lot of people out there. This is mm. a really, yeah, I think you've summarised it really well. Um, Good. I'll, just, Good. I'll just add one other point at the end, because, um, and I think, you know, we can both agree that, uh, when Laura says this is why portraits are difficult because you can't take as much liberty as you could with a cat. You know, there's so much interest intricacies, isn't there with portraits um, Absolutely. that, mm. you know, if you, if you get a cat's, you know, fur slightly different or whatever, it, you know, it's okay. But with the, with a, a portrait, it's um, much more technical. Mm. Very much so. And they're very, very, very hard to do. And uh, I compliment her for doing it. But always, when she, the difficulty is going to come when Laura is asked to do a portrait of someone obscure to us. Yeah. And then she's completely on her own. Now, this is the scary bit. What do you do? If you've got the confidence and you've built up that confidence that you know you can do it, then you tackle it with all of that ammunition and arsenal that you have, mm. uh, you know, as backup. But it's still going to work. It's still going to be difficult. Whatever, even a, a very good artist would have reservations about doing a portrait. I would now, even. If I do, if I, if somebody came to me and said, now, Colin, would you do a portrait, please, of, uh, of, uh, my father or my mother or my wife or my children or whatever, I would hesitate before doing it now with all my experience. Yeah. Because you think, oh, my goodness, all the pressures are on you, isn't it, to, oh, I've got to get it right. Will they like it? And that's the worst thing of all. Will they like it? Yeah. And what, however good an artist is, they would always suffer that problem. So... It's not going to go away, that problem, ever. Even the professional artist would be in a similar situation. Um, but they are lovely to do. This is why you see me doing all the old pictures. One, because I like them. And two, because they're dead safe. <laughs> you know, because, because the person I'm going to do isn't going to argue about it. And <laughs> I also have that benefit of saying, oh, yeah, well, they, they, I'm doing it for my members. But I do realize and appreciate that a lot of people, um, or a lot of the members, want to do their relatives and people that they know. And that's nothing wrong with that. And, and I think it's wonderful that they do that. But to do it, you've got to, you've got to really be confident in your ability to be able to produce the goods. It doesn't matter one iota, though, that uh, Laura has produced her own picture of the children, which was really good, very good picture. She had a few little hiccups, which we sorted out. Um, and it's a very good picture. And it would look lovely on a wall framed. People will, you know, people that she knows 
will come along and say, gosh, what a lovely picture. They're never going to see my original, and neither should they, because it's, their, it's the picture that you should be justifiably proud of. Mm. So I, I, I just feel that portraits are something to be avoided, <laughs> in my opinion, because they can only bring the stress and the um, portrait well, commissions. Mm, portrait commissions. Portrait commissions. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Portrait commissions. Yes. Mm, I'm just going to say it's stress, but it's it sleepless nights. All sorts of things you're going to have. Until, you've got to be prepared for that. Yeah. Unless you're unless you're feeling confident. Unless the stakes aren't high. Unless you know. You know. Unless you can learn with, yeah, well, without even, the pressure. Well, even if you're feeling confident, Steve, it's going to come. The first portrait that you ever do is going to give you all of those things I've said, even if you're a really, really good artist. Yeah. I'm sorry. It would it would give me them now if I was to do one. It would give me that hesitation in doing it. But doing the pictures I do and the portraits I do, I do them because I know people want to do it. They want to see how it's done. Yeah. And there's no better way of showing people. And I tell you what, they are so enjoyable to do as well. Yeah. They, they really are. I love doing those, those children. And um, there's a few more. I think we've still got a few more coming out. But I love doing it. It's, it's such a wonderful um, – it's such a wonderful feeling that you can – it's like flowers. It's similar. I always put portraits and flowers together. It's the same idea. You're, you're, that the delicacy, especially in the facial features, mm. that is is. Um, you want to do another one. Once you've done one, you want to do another. Mm. But, but you know, there's, there's a whole different ball game with the ones that I do and the ones that we you see me do. Uh, to yeah. the to an actual portrait of someone, mm. it's a completely different. Anyway, mm. I hope I've answered the questions, and I hope I that... think that's been yeah no I think that's been a good interesting discussion. Um, we'll leave it there for this week, but thanks Laura for the email. It gave us a lot to talk about, and I hope that um, you and others listening have found this episode interesting. So we'll be back next week with some more updates, some more discussion points. Um, but that's it for now. So thanks everyone for listening. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy, Enjoy your week. week.